It's time to get strong, fit, and resilient. Welcome to the Fear Being Average podcast with your host, Brandon Rinka, where Brandon shares insights, practices, and education on leveling up how you look, feel, and perform. Say goodbye to complacency and get ready to kick the door into a new standard of living. All right, so today we are talking solely about results and why a result-driven training approach is superior and in many ways necessary for long-term consistency in the gym space. And I feel like this is an uphill battle for someone in my industry because a lot of people, they are sold on sexy. They're sold on fads, they're sold on quick fixes, they're sold on what their neighbor's doing, they're sold on what is being marketed and advertised to them and based on clickbaity type marketing. And it's hard to take the time to educate someone because to educate someone, you need an active listener. You need someone to actively participate in the action of listening, right? They have to want to make change, right? So the stuff that I'm talking about or elite coaches talk about, like muscle physiology, um, like adaptation, long-term results, um, pain-free training, it takes somebody who's actually interested in all those things, that's truly interested in fixing the problem and creating a lifelong experience within the strength training realm, right? For everybody else, the other 80%, who just want to exercise to get in shape because they they don't know the process, right? They're not really passionate about about hearing about how the sausage is made. They just want to be told what to do, right? They want to go to a professional and say, give me the diet, give me the blueprint, tell me what to do. I just want to show up. I don't want to think about it. I just want to go. I can appreciate that, right? You have a lot on your plate. You know, maybe exercise and fitness isn't a passion of yours. You're not a fitness enthusiast. You just want to get healthier, I get that. But at the same time, you have to become an educated consumer because if you don't approach strength training and exercise in a result-driven manner, the research is there, guys. Like, Take it from me. Take it from someone who's done the homework for you. I've done the research for you and I've found the studies and I've read the studies for you. This is why upwards of 90% of people lose the results they once achieved, right? They regain the weight that they lost they put the fat back on that they lost, right? Their body composition goes back to where they started, if not worse, because they haven't taken the time to learn about the process or be educated in a manner that helps them go, wow, okay, this is why 90% of people fail in this regard for long-term health and fitness. This is why only 10% of people get the weight off and keep the weight off, or 10% of people are consistent and turn health and fitness into a lifelong journey, or why 10% are thriving, right? Their bodies feel good, their bodies look good, they're performing well in all regards, right? You need to do your homework, right? Or at the very least, listen to someone who's done the homework for you, right? So when we're talking about adaptation, just to give you a nice example and kind of paint the picture for you, take the average person who comes off the couch, and says, you know what, I want to get in shape. So they do the thing that is being heavily marketed to them. Let's just say in a high-intensity class, 
Um, maybe they're doing, you know, a beach body or they're doing something that's, you know, we're going to work out a lot more and we're going to get the body moving. There's no rhyme and reason to, but we're going to exercise and we're going to eat less. The typical exercise more, eat less approach, right? That has failed so many because it lacks substance. So you get the average person jumps off the couch, decides to go down this path. At this point, let's just say the average person, because for me, the people that I typically deal with, the average person is under-consuming important macronutrients, right? They're not, they're not coming to me at 300 pounds and they're eating 5,000 calories. Like that's a trainer's dream in terms of like, man, I'm going to get this person amazing results over the next six months to a year because they're over-consuming a bunch of food and they're doing nothing and they're already overweight. This is going to be a cinch, right? I'm going to cut them down to... 4,000 calories, which is still a ton of food. I'm going to get them to exercise a couple times a week. I'm going to get them to strength train a couple times a week. I'm going to get them to walk you know, for 10 minutes a day, whatever. I'm going to get them to eat and make a little healthier choices, be a little bit more mindful, and boom, they're going to have amazing results. But that's not very common. Typically, what you find is someone who's created a lot of metabolic damage, right? So you find the person who's overweight, can't get rid of the body fat, um, their body's kind of a mess, right? They have a lot of uh, instability. They have a lot of de- deficiencies, a lot of imbalances, a lot of weaknesses. Um, they lack the experience, so they don't actually have the motor skills to move properly. So they have no business jumping into anything other than corrective exercise and doing it in a much slower, um, more efficient process, okay? And at this point, because they've created so much damage and they've probably intermittent fasted and stopped eating food here and there and they eat processed food that isn't very um, nutrient dense, you know, so what ends up happening, they're having two meals a day, usually it's crappy food or that empty calories, and they're only eating on average 1,700 calories, 1,800 calories, maybe even 1,200 calories for the average woman. Uh, and maybe they're doing some binge eating on, in, on the weekends, right? So you get this person that comes in. And do you think someone who's averaging 1,500 calories should go into a high-volume training approach? Do you think they should be in a restrictive eat-less mindset? No, they should build. They should, work, they should be working on building their body up, increasing and speeding up their metabolism, working around growth, working around a more healthy relationship with exercise and fitness and nutrition and sleep and recovery and stress, right? There should be a more holistic approach attached to what they're doing, right? Doing more isn't going to work for that person because now you don't have any leverage. You take the average person who's eating 1,500 calories yet is still out of shape and they're deconditioned and you throw them into a five times a week exercise routine plus a potential calorie restriction and where do they go from there, right? Like this person could have easily, easily got way better results by doing something or training in a manner based around adaptation, i.e. speeding up metabolism, adding lean muscle tissue, developing more stability, developing stronger trunk control, improving mobility, improving movement, adding in a 1,000 to 2,000 steps a day, and eating more mindfully, eating in a manner built around growth built around energy production, built around optimal recovery, built around suppressing stress, improving sleep, regulating hormones, improving biomarkers. Like that's the approach, right? So you get the average person who is in no business to go into a a highly restrictive diet, 
if they haven't built those habits, or going to a routine that is high volume, high intensity, short rest uh, approach that's built around sweating more, doing more, and burning more calories. Like this person, they're going in the opposite direction because they've been marketed to this way. They've been told to go that way because people have gotten results that way. I'm not saying that way isn't going to work in the short term. It can absolutely work in the short term, right? Most likely, the person who does it my way is going to see less results in the first two months on paper, right? Let's just say like literally number for number than the person who does decide to go high intensity calorie restriction. But then they're going to hit this massive plateau and where do you go to from there? Where do you go from someone who's eating 1,500 calories that's now maybe eating and burning in total their basal metabolic rate of the day, right? What they're kind of burning throughout the day is like 1,100 calories. Like, do you expect them to eat under 1,100 calories for the rest of their life? Because if they go over that, now they're in a surplus. Now they're going to gain weight. They're going to gain fat. And they're not engaging in a training modality built around muscle building. So they're going to be in a calorie surplus while engaging in activity that's catabolic in nature, which means muscle degradating, right? They're literally breaking down their muscle with the activity that they're engaging in. And they're in a low calorie restrictive state. So stress is high. So they have this chronic level of stress. Like this person's screwed now. Unless you go the opposite direction, you focus more on build and growth and rebalancing what they've lost. So this is my issue, right? This is the problem. We run into a person who literally gets stuck after two months and the body adapts. Just so we know, the body's an amazing machine that has it's an amazing mechanism at adapting. We get really good at adapting, right? When we engage in a particular activity, let's just say you're new to coal mining or you're new to forestry work. So you got to chop down trees. Let's just say you're working these grueling jobs, right? You're working in the lumber yard and you're chopping down trees, you're lifting trees and you're having to move trees around all day long. What happens in the first week or two? Your muscles are sore, right? You're beat up, you're exhausted. You're like, how can I ever do this day in, day out? Well, guess what happens 10 days in, 20 days in, 30 days in for sure. Your muscles adapt to the stress. It gets really accustomed to the load you're using, to the volume you're doing. And all of a sudden, you kind of notice that your muscles don't ache anymore. You notice that you're getting a little bit stronger. You notice that things are kind of creating like a baseline of, of your strength and your durability towards the given work, the given stress. So at this point, your body's adapted to the stress you've supplied it. So no longer is it going to become any stronger no longer is it going to become even more conditioned, become a fitter version of itself. Like, no, it's going to plateau out, right? It's going to become stable to the stress that's been given over and over and over. Now, when we constantly give it the same stress over and over and over, there's no signal for growth. There's no signal to become stronger. There's no signal to build more lean muscle tissue. There's no signal to speed up the metabolism, right? This is what a lot of people are doing. They work out in a manner that isn't built around adaptation. So the body never gets this signal to grow or become more efficient, right? Or add lean muscle tissue. So it doesn't. And, and that's a major problem of what occurs, right? And people wonder, well, I'm doing the same thing I did three months ago and three months ago it worked. 
but now it's not working anymore. So yeah, your body has adapted to the stress and you haven't increased training volume, you haven't increased training intensity, you haven't applied progressive overload in the many ways that you can, right? You haven't challenged the body to become fitter, stronger, more muscular, more conditioned. So it's not going to, right? And if the person's like, well, okay, well, I will add more volume. I will progressively overload by doing more. Well, then what happens? Do they go from four days a week to five, five to six, six to seven? What happens when you adapt to seven? Does seven turn into 10 sessions a week? Do those seven sessions go from 45 minutes to an hour, hour to 90 minutes? Like you see my point. Very quickly, you're going to stall. Like it's only a matter of time. It's inevitable that there's only so much you can do, only so much more you can add before your body goes, man, it ain't happening anymore. We're not doing this. Not good for the body. We're putting our body in a really fragile, vulnerable state. We're done. All right? We're going to slow things down. We can't afford to burn more, more calories. We're going to crash your metabolism. And your, and your metabolism is adapting. It adapts every single day with what you do to it. Right? So this person now gets in a really tough position where they have nowhere else to go. And so what happens when they go, wow, my body is fighting against me. I have my immune system is completely fried. My body's drained. Uh, my sleep is, is affected. Um, I'm having these mood swings. I'm you know, chronically stressed. Um, I've lost my, my period or my libido's dramatically affected. Uh, I'm not getting proper hormone signaling, so they go, I'm going to reduce. I can't do this seven days a week of 90-minute workouts. So they reduce, and they go down to four days, but they eat the same way. Well, what happens? You haven't, you're not manually burning those same amount of calories anymore. So you inevitably put weight back on because now you've done less volume, but you're still eating in a manner based on your metabolism, which could be still very low at like 1,200 to 1,500 calories, which is low. This should be a place of calorie deficit for most people, ideally, right? For sure. Again, the research um, shows and, and studies suggest that women should be anywhere between 1,800 to 2,500 calories and men 22 to 3,000. That's how many calories we should be eating every single day to be thriving optimally, to get the nutrients that our body wants and needs and functions appropriately on, right? So you can see how fast the approach that worked for us in the first month, the first six weeks, the first eight, 12 weeks isn't going to work very long. So you have to apply an approach of adaptation if you're somebody who wants to optimize your health. All right, it's different for the people who just want to go and work out, right? It's different for the people who want to exercise because it makes them feel good and it makes them, you know, enjoy the day, it adds a little purpose, it adds some community, it's good for their heart, all that stuff, that's fine. But I like to think about things in a long-term fashion, right? I don't like to think about things right now because guess what happens after the age of 40? Muscles start breaking down at a more rapid rate. So if you're doing something that's not muscle-supportive, and actually negatively counters building muscle, right? It's muscle sparing, or it's not programmed intelligently to build muscle, just to maintain muscle. But at that point of your life, the rate at which muscle breaks down increases. Well, now you're in a losing battle, right? You're not competing with the body's functions properly. So for me, you need to be proactive. You need to actively 
pursue a modality to build muscle, to get stronger, to counter, counter those natural occurrences of aging. Like how do you slow down aging? Well, you strength train. You keep as much lean muscle mass as possible. You try to build as much lean muscle mass as possible. And for the person who's listening to this, I know there's a few of you out there that are thinking, well, I don't want to build too much muscle, Brandon. Trust me, the dumbest thing you could possibly think and say. I have been trying to build a lot of muscle for 20 years. You look at me, you go, hey, yeah, he's, he's in shape, he's fit, pretty muscular guy. Again, and this is a guy who trains a lot, knows a lot, has been doing it consistently day in, day out for 20 years with a lot of testosterone, with a lot of youth on my side, and I don't look like a monster, okay? I'm a male too, so I have a lot more testosterone than females. Like, we need to get out of out of the, the state that I don't want to be too big. I don't want to put on too much muscle. The only thing muscle is going to do for you ladies, especially if you're listening to this, is tone. I know that word. You guys love that word, tone. Toning means built. It's going to sculpt. It's going to shape. It's going to define your muscle. You might put on 10, 15 pounds over the course of three years, maybe two years, if you do it right, and your body's going to look leaner. It's going to look better than it did 15 pounds lighter. Just take a look at two people, two men, for example, that are 200 pounds. One man has 8% body fat. The other guy has 20% body fat. Same weight, 200 pounds. They look dramatically different. Take the person, the, the person with 20% body fat and put them at 180 pounds, so 20 pounds less than the guy at 200 pounds, but 8% body fat. The dude who's at 8% body fat looks 180. The guy at 20% body fat who is 180 looks 220. That's the difference, right? That is what we're dealing with, and we have people constantly fighting that because they're scared to eat food. They're scared to train in a growth-oriented manner. They're fearful or programmed to stay away from training in a manner that is built around results, built around adaptation, built around strength training, built around bodybuilding training, right? Training that's literally meant to sculpt and shape your body and allow it to function optimally, right? To challenge ranges of motion, to address weaknesses, Week in, week in. That's why you don't bounce around from program to program every single week or every single session. Like you're never able to actually address that. The average person that I get as a client, we're talking like three months minimum to get them to squat properly. Like you, like you must have a lot of audacity to think that, well, I can squat today. I don't need to squat again, right? Or I'm going to do a different type of squat, you know? I'm going to go from a front squat to a split squat to a lateral lunge to a step up, like, no, you got to practice these foundational movement patterns. And there's ways to manipulate manipulate it to make it a little bit different, add in a little variation, add a little variety to it. But at the same time, you need to practice and improve on a movement. And this is one thing, one takeaway I really want you guys to take away from this is you need to look at working out and strength training as practice. You're practicing a skill to squat, to lunge, to hinge, to press overhead, to horizontally or vertically row or press your body horizontally or press weight away from you, you need to practice the skill of that. A lot of people have lacked or have lost that skill because they, when you literally with this stuff, you don't use it, you lose it. If you don't use overhead mobility, you're going to lose 
the ability to press overhead with full range of motion, right? You're not going to be able to retract your scapula fully. You're not going to be able to get in a full depth squat with your feet centered and square and pushing through the ground because your hips are going to be tighter. Your ankles are going to be tight, right? You're not going to have the strength to own that range of motion. Like this happens. This this is real stuff. So again, if you want to actually see long-term results, if you want to be someone who changes their physique dramatically, someone who eliminates chronic pain, someone who speeds up their metabolism, who is able to reverse aging. That's one thing I'm super passionate about. I love, I love the idea of knowing that for me, as I age, I'm going to look better. That doesn't mean I'm going to look as good as I did at 25, but I'm going to constantly work on looking better, right? I'm my, The gap between me as a 32-year-old and the average 32-year-old is huge. Take that at 35, take it at 40, take it at 50, and the gap's going to increase even more because people are only getting more fragile. They're getting more fat, becoming weaker, becoming more vulnerable, becoming more um, sedentary, and I'm doing the opposite. So that gap is going to increase dramatically as we age. And my goal is to reverse the aging process that way. Engage in training methods and health practices that literally keep me in a youthful state, right? Reverse my biological age. And I love seeing Mel, my girlfriend, for example, look stronger, have a more well-developed physique at 30 than she did at 27 and 28. And you see the average 28-year-old that turns 30 it's not the case. They look like a much more out of shape, older version of themselves, right? And it's this inevitable thing that I think people just accept, right? They expect that from themselves. Well, you know, you can't fight aging. It's like, yeah, you can. That doesn't mean I'm not going to die one day, but I can certainly look great, feel great, and look healthy when I do die, right? I don't need to look 80. I don't need to look 50. I don't need to look 30, right? I don't want to like me sprinting up a hill, the average 35 or 40 year old would blow out their hamstring, right? Or let's say on a track, a hill is pretty, pretty safe and pretty protective on the joints and ligaments. Sprint down a track and the average 30 year old is going to pop their hamstring, right? If I ask them to do a 100 meter sprint, like it's literally a dangerous thing for them because they've lost the ability, they've lost the strength, they've lost the connection, they've lost the stability right? They've lost the integrity of their joints and ligaments and tendons to support that level of activity. And that's the reality, right? And when you work out in a manner that doesn't support pain-free movement, doesn't support lean muscle tissue, doesn't support getting stronger. So strength training or power training. I just did a post on Instagram about this on my story, the effects of power training, how vital it is for longevity and health span to actually Train your body to move external load with speed, with force. That is more important than just strength training. The two together make a phenomenal recipe, a great formula. Now add in lean muscle training or add in training that supports lean muscle. Add in eating that supports healthy weight management and stress management. Now you got a, you got a dynamic formula for success right? But we see a grip strength, force production. This stuff keeps people healthy. It fights off the 
average thing most 70 and 80 year olds struggle with, which is pain. And then if they fall, they're susceptible. And now they decrease their, their lifespan by like seven to 10 years at that point, right? Most, most old people die very soon after they have a fall, right? Because now that fall doesn't just mean they hurt their hip. It means they can't be active. It means they um, atrophy the muscle. It means they become very dependent. They become less independent, right? There's a cascade of effects, right? Their mental state gets affected. Their emotional state gets affected. They're unable to get the proper nutrients, because they don't have the appetite, because they're not sending the signal to eat. You can see how fast the body breaks down at that point, right? Their immune function suffers, so they're more vulnerable to viruses and diseases. So it's one of those things we really have to take in consideration. This is one thing I'm super passionate about, and I build programs online about. I, I opened up a training facility built around this, and again, it's going to take off when people get in there and they see how much better they feel. And again, this is me preaching to some people that have no idea what that feels like because they exercise, they do something, they feel like, well, I'm working out. No, you're exercising. You're moving your body. That's great. I'm happy for you. But at the same time, you're the person who goes, well, I'm not happy with the results I'm receiving. Yeah, because you're not training in a result-driven manner, right? And the only way you ever see damn results is when you go into a greater deficit or when you do more volume or when you sign up for this new challenge that is built on more volume, more exercise, more intensity, less food. Like your body needs to resensitize itself to growth, resensitize itself to the process of nurturing health, making that your North Star. Power training, strength training, muscle building training, mobility training, corrective exercise, performance training, that is built around health. The byproduct is you're going to look better than you ever did. You're going to feel better than you do. You're going to move better than you ever did. And you're going to look at this process and go, wow, this is the thing I've been missing. And my body looks way better. And I'm doing way less work. Phenomenal trade-off. So there you go, guys. Adaptation at its finest. Something we need to make our North Star if you're a result-driven individual. Okay, if you're not happy with the results you're receiving, if you feel like you're in a, a state of struggle, a state of uncertainty, a state of what now, this is the answer. I'm telling you, again, I'm going to build a lot of people into the person they want to be, and those people are going to build my business for me, right? Because their success is my success. And again, the message is going to grow because, again, the thing I hate hearing the most is, well, I'm working out or I used to work out. But I fell off. It's like, why'd you fall off? What was missing? Well, I work out, but I'm not happy with the results. Why aren't you happy with the results? What aren't you doing? What aren't you addressing? I work out, but I'm always going for rehab. Why are you going to rehab? You don't need rehab. You don't need a doctor to keep you healthy. You need to keep yourself healthy by doing it the right way. And those are the things. That's my mission statement. My mission statement, if you look at my website, you look at what I talk about, BR365 Strength Lab is a pain-free, result-driven strength training facility. That's the North Star. That's what you're coming to the gym for. That's what you're buying a program online from me for, right? That's why you follow me is to learn tricks or habits and practices and methods for pain-free, result-driven strength training. Plain and simple. So you get the best results you've ever had. 
you feel better, you're stronger, you're fitter, you're more resilient. There you go. All right, guys, hope you like this episode. If this helped you, if this gave you some insight and you want other people in your network that I might not be connected with to hear this, please share with it. There's links all over the place, right? All you gotta do is hit those three dots. Pretty sure you copy and paste, and you paste that wherever you want. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Send it to them via text message. Plenty of opportunity to do that so they can hear something that they might not know and will actually benefit their overall quality of life. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Fear Being Average podcast.